you tell I'm in denial? You can't stay at the top forever. I was also very surprised when I looked at the, my phone and saw Joe Girardi dismissed. Well, I I think mine were with common sense. I think now belongs in the all-time greats top 10. Boston, I really think only got to this point because of a guy named Chris Middleton being out for the Bucks. That power play just was unbearable. It was incredibly, it was humming. Man, am I happy. I, I knew that this was going to happen. I knew he was going to come back. When I think of New York Yankees now, it's Judge. Probably people in the past when Jeter was coming up. I would be shocked. A little bit hurt. Hey, this is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, texasfootball.com, and Valley Sports Southwest. You are listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NFL Opinions of the Week. I'm Kevin, and I am joined by the man that uh, we will be bringing up names in these types of conversations. As we talked about MVP, now we're going to talk about Offensive Rookie of the Year and all those other rewards. Um, Austin. Yeah, let's just let's go straight into it, Kevin. I've had this conversation with you before. We're going to talk about Defensive Player of the Year first. That'll kind of that and Coach of the Year will be our main discussion. We'll talk about some other stuff. Khalil Mack has the most sacks in the NFL. The most the most forced fumbles in the NFL. This is the most sacks he's ever had. This tied with 2015 when he also had 15 sacks, but in that year he played 16 games. He's only played 12. He's played in every game. Kevin, his last three games, last three games. Green Bay, two sacks. Baltimore, two sacks. Last week against New England, two sacks. His last three games, he has two sacks. Then the game before that, no sacks. The game before that, two sacks. Four of his last five games, Kevin, he has two sacks in. Four of his last five. He has played remarkable. In that five-game stretch, he has eight sacks and three forced fumbles. He is... He's like I said, the most forced fumbles, and in it with, with with five, but of his five in the last five games, he has three. He has three pass deflections as a defensive lineman in those three in those five games. How is he not a part of the conversation? Um, so I, I do agree; those are incredible sets that you you make a good argument. I'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate. I think you can say he's in the conversation, but I think the conversation may end. When you look at the record of the Chargers, which I know can be unfair, but also I found the total defense stats this year, and the Chargers are in the bottom five. Is that really his fault, though? What else can you do besides get two sacks the last three games? Like, can you, like, two sacks every one of those three games? Like, one guy does not determine how good a defense is. It can definitely impact, but imagine if he wasn't on the team. If they're already bottom five, would they not be the worst defense in the NFL if he wasn't on it? I would. That's a good point. I'm going to push back like, yes, he is doing amazing. But when you look at the defense and you look at the other guys, because I would view Miles Garrett currently as the leader because TJ Watt um, got injured. But uh, Miles... Uh, Garrett was still in the lead. The Browns are number one in total defense. So I know he has great defense around him, but when you're looking at defensive player of the year, I think you view someone as, like, this is one of the guys on the top defenses. He is causing havoc. While Khalil Mack is causing havoc, it hasn't, the team hasn't used that, used his performance to help them. 
Well, while I do understand that, a, a part of the thing is that, for me at least, is that, well, let's let's talk a little bit about coaches here for a second. We'll come back. But is this not a huge knock on Brandon Staley as a coach to have a oh, defensive absolutely. player playing this good? Like, he's getting defensive players playing well, or at least one of them, and they're still losing games. I I don't know how he's not on a major, major hot seat. He he has, at least to be fair, a f- top five defensive end right now in the league. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, so yeah, I, I think the top bad. five right now in no order is Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack. Is that a good top five? No yeah. order, just random order? Yeah, sounds good. That's that's fair. And to have a player like that and still struggle on defense and still lose games and still be unable to instill confidence in your team that you can win close games, I think it's a huge knock on him. Yeah, and to your point for your um, push for uh, Mac to be in the conversation, the Steelers and Raiders, because I've heard Max Crosby, he'd be close to the top five for me. But um, they're in the middle right now. Uh, Steelers are 12 from the bottom. Um, so they're not in the top. Uh, the top five are Browns, Ravens, Cowboys, Chiefs, Niners. So I, I, I would say Miles Garrett's probably the leader. But it's a close race. It's over what can happen these five games. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And... I just don't know how, what do you, it's really hard, mentally speaking, to come up to a player and say, you have done everything for us, and we are still losing a lot of games. I I don't, it, it must be very hard for him to say, I'm doing everything I can, and it's not even, it's not working. It's It's not, and that's... I could not imagine how bad their defense would be. They're 19th in points against, which isn't near the bottom, but they still have a good bit of uh, points against. They've allowed 41 points against the Lions. They've allowed uh, 36 against the Dolphins. So they've had some bad defensive performances. But it's not on him. And it's defensive player of the year. Not necessarily a most valuable question. It's who's been the best defensive player. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's a good argument. And I'm not really sure. I was just, I was like, well, it could be on the defense. And when, who is a great defensive player of the year? Okay, how's that impacting the defense? And I think you make a great point. What would they be if they're worse? If they're worse. But when you look at, the other candidates, a lot of them are up. I would say the other candidates are probably Miles Garrett. I don't know if Mike is really in it. Um, Nick Bosa, they're in the top five. So that's my view of it. But I, I think it's really good. And I think it could all change if Khalil Mack keeps on his path and the Chargers start to turn, get better, then yeah, I think he could be Defensive Player of the Year. I think the winner, there's no clear winner right now with these awards outside of all offensive rookie of the year, which my opinion is CJ Stroud. He's just run away with it. 
it, it's just crazy. Like when you compare Khalil Mack and Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack has more passes defended, more forced fumbles, more sacks, more combined tackles, more solo tackles, more assisted tackles, more tackles for loss. The only thing he has less is QB hits, which I think of all the stats I just mentioned, him having only Miles Garrett only having more QB hits. That just shows how dominant Khalil Mack's been. Every stat Khalil Mack is better at besides QB hits, which really stat that means the absolute least because it just means you're getting pressure and can hit the quarterback legally without getting a flag. But you're not actually making a play, if you know what I mean. Like you're not tackling a guy. You're not sacking a guy. It's just hitting a quarterback after he's already passed the ball. Well, Mack's probably just sacking the guy, which, which makes sense. Khalil Mack has 15 QB hits and 15 sacks. Those are his 15 QB hits. So his uh, hits are sacks. When he gets there, say again. No, I was laughing. That's, yeah, wow. When he He's gets successful there. 100% he, of the time. Yes. The QB does not get up. And again, he also has, like I said, more tackles for loss than Miles Garrett. So he's making plays in the backfield. Tackles for loss aren't sacks. So he's 14 tackles for loss. So 14, those aren't sacks. Those are runs or passes behind the line of scrimmage. Or Q, I guess it could be a QB run. But it, it's plays that are designed not to be pass plays where it's a sack. So he's making impacts, forced fumbles, tackles for loss, and sacks. I think are the three most important stats for a DN. And he leads in all three of those. He doesn't have the most tackles for loss. The most tackles for loss in the NFL right now is Daniel Hunter uh, with Minnesota at 18. Second is Max Crosby. Third is Khalil Mack. So Mack is third. Uh, behind Crosby and Hunter. But again, first in sacks and forced in forced fumbles. And those are the three most important stats. He's first, first, third, and the three most important stats to me for the end. And while I'm not saying necessarily he should win it, I think it's only right for him to be in the conversation. Yes, I agree he's in the conversation. I was just saying this may be why he could not win it. However, if you do look at the rushing stats, the Chargers are much better, much better, which I think goes to the DN. They're in the middle uh, they're bottom three in passing, but that kind of goes more in the secondary. Um, but yeah, now I think we can move into coach of the year. We've kind of talked about this. Kevin Stefanski still has a play at it. Um, yep. I think D'Amico Ryans is the leader. Um, however, I think if the Colts, um, I looked at, I just saw their record. I think they could go to um, six and seven and six if they win uh, this week against the Bengals. Oh no, they're seven and five right now. The yeah, they are. are what about Shane Steichen? You know what, Kevin? You st- I, I was kind of disappointed because I wanted to bring that up, but you beat oh, me really? to it. Okay. I just kind of thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, what about Shane Steichen? Because the Colts being 7-5 and five and, they're back, and their quarterback is Gardner Minshew, which no shame to Gardner Minshew, but they he's, he was their backup quarterback. Yeah, Shane Steichen definitely has a play. I would say that the Browns are – or uh, Kevin Stefanski is ahead of that. But all three of those guys being seven and five, if the argument was whoever gets a higher record of those three wins it, I would not be opposed to that. Uh, it's just, it's remarkable what the Colts are doing and what the Browns are doing without their uh, starting quarterback and what the Texans are doing in a year where a lot of people thought they were still rebuilding. I I, yeah. I, I definitely see that as a remarkable, a remarkable thing. So I, I think those three are definitely, but let me, let me bring this to you. The Ravens the past couple of years have been disappointing. They've gone eight and nine in 2021, 2022. They went 10 and seven. If they finish 14 and three, 
Okay, they win their next five games, which include games against Rams, Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, Pittsburgh. So tough schedule. Because Jaguars and 49ers, I think Trevor Lawrence will probably be healthy by then. The Rams are still six and six. Niners are obviously good. Miami's the number one seed right now, and Pittsburgh's still fighting for a playoff spot. They have five teams all fighting for a playoff spot. If they finish 14 and three, could you see Harbaugh as a play? I, I could see it, yeah. If they're 14 and three, man, I, the records just aren't. I haven't been paying attention attention to the records, but yeah, if they win, they'd probably get the number one seed. They're fourteen yeah. and three. Yeah, and that's all in play. And something that I think is also very, very confusing to me is that of the MVP talk, I think Lamar deserves more of a conversation than he's getting. I know he's not having the best year of his career, but he's at a 68% completion percentage. He's only thrown 13 touchdowns. But last year they were 10-7, and seven. the year before that 8-9, and nine, both without him, both him getting hurt. They were first uh, playoff exit and a non-playoff team, right? But now, if they go 14-3, and three, he was the difference, right? They, they lost J.K. Dobbins, their star running back. They have a backup running back. It doesn't matter because they have Lamar. They've had their fair share of injuries on the offensive side of the ball with Rashad Bateman or Odell Beckham getting hurt throughout the season. They've had defensive injuries. Marlon Humphrey has been out for some games. They've had major guys miss time and it seems like there's still a train moving forward no matter how bad those injuries happen i mean mark andrews may be out for the year right and if that's the case that's lamar without his best passing weapon and he's still winning games consistently well i don't think he's a leader and i don't necessarily think he'll win it or should win it if we're talking just bare bones most valuable lamar is up there with some of the most valuable players in the league yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I love Lamar. Um, I would have traded him for Dak. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, that's a good point. I think he's probably leader of the comeback player of the year. Um, I really don't know defensive rookie of the year. That's something that could change. Uh, seems like Will Anderson's making a play, but you also have Witherspoon on the side. I think Witherspoon is the leader at the moment. Very, all the awards are pretty much up for grabs except Rookie of the Year, just because they're Offensive Rookie of the Year. Just There's no way it's not really Stroud. Yeah, the only conversation really for me was was it going to be Tank Dell or Stroud? But now that Tank Dell's hurt, yeah, it has to be Stroud. Yeah, so I think that's a good thing to have. Like these are all these good conversations, and that's why you of course can have players in the conversation. It's just how far do they make it, and. um yeah, I think Lamar Jackson, I think I wouldn't be opposed if Lamar Jackson won it or was in the conversation. I kind of want to go non-QB as we talked about in the other video. But yeah, any other defensive rookie, coach of the year, um, Colts are really under the radar. Texans are up and have gotten a lot of spotlight, spotlight as they should because they're um, ex- exceeding expectations. Here, I, I, want, I want one more, one more short conversation. Right. A lot of people have knocked Zach Taylor for his record without Joe Burrow. Oh, he's been so bad without Joe Burrow or whatever, whatever, whatever. But if the Bengals make the playoffs, they're six and six. If they make the playoffs without Burrow, would that not be nuts? Like maybe he doesn't win coach of the year. But there we go. You go, you go. I almost I almost was thinking about apologizing to Zach Taylor. I was like, man, if the Bengals really win 
with Grant because I didn't even watch it yet. I'm like, ah, oh, this game's gonna be a blowout. And then I look at halftime, I'm like, what? <laughs> so there might be an apology in my future for Zach Taylor. It, it, I think I think we have to schedule that. If they make the playoffs, we're, 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 this this is happening. If they make the playoffs. <laughs> Will you agree? If, if, if they, yeah, make, the they playoffs, make the playoffs, I'll do an apology video. You know, okay. I'll do a YouTube short. Yes, yes, that, that is happening. That is happening. That is happening. <laughs> because I was like, man, he's really like, Browning's doing really well. And I'm like, I have no idea who this dude is. Um, so, yeah, credit to Zach Taylor as he de- dealt with that. But, yeah, I, I wanted to bring it up since I have been a Zach Taylor hater. Yes, and I, I have and been a Zach playoff, Taylor defender. So, yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. on opposite sides. Do you want to know a crazy stat? I want you to guess how many touchdowns did Jake Browning throw for in his senior year of high school? Senior year of high school? Yes. It's a crazy number. So think nuts. Think absolutely insane. 46. Not crazy enough. What? Not even close. Not even remotely close, actually. Go to high school. What? You were – let me put it this way. No, I'll say it after. I'll say it after. You're still not close. I'll go 55. Not even remotely close. Really? All right. How many passing touchdowns? 91. 91? Where did he play in high school? When you get your first guess was 46, that's barely half. That's barely half. 91. He also scored five rushing touchdowns. That's almost 100 touchdowns. He had 96 Olson total touchdowns. High school. Where is this? I, I think it's in California, right? What? It is in California. Okay. That's how do you do this in California? I thought it was going to be like Idaho or something. No, 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 no. In California, 91 passing touchdowns. That's... 91. That's How crazy. do you throw 91? <laughs> and California is like a better football school, like a better football state. Like it's not... Yeah, like it's, probably the, it's probably the third best state. It's probably yeah. Texas and then Florida and then California. Or, or you could go... Yeah. It's definitely Texas, I think, is the best. But yeah, it Texas would be either... Best. Florida or California is that second, but California's up there. It's a very, yeah, very good. Up there. So to have 91 touchdowns, <laughs> wow, that's insane. No, I I saw that the other day, and I had to, I had to bring it up. You brought up Jake Browning. I wasn't going to say it, but I I feel like if as viewers, if you haven't heard that stat, that is a real. Please go look that up. Wild. <laughs> how do you also even have? How do you even have enough games to score 91 <laughs> touchdowns? You understand that they played 11 games or 12 games. That's like eight touchdowns a game. A game. And like they were against probably good competition against California. That's just insane. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. And given like, I don't, was he on the roster at the start of the year? Because they brought in McCarron to be the backup, right? I thought they, they moved. I think Jake Browning was always the backup. McCarron was on the uh, oh, practice, practice squad. squad. Okay. Okay. Because they're wondering, like, Jake Brown. Yeah, but he performed well. We'll see. But, yeah, Zach Taylor, maybe that's a game I'll watch at the end. Because there are some nice games today. Who do they play? I forgot. Uh, they play the Colts. Oh. oh so Colts versus Bengals at 12. Then you got Chiefs and Bills at 325. Then you got a Cowboys game at uh, night. Well, I'm just going to say, the Bills lose. That's their season. It's over. Yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah, we'll have to see that. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Any final thoughts, Austin? Nope. Uh, my final thoughts was Jake Browning throwing 91 touchdown passes. So That's that's just a wild stat. Um, almost like Otani signing for $700 million, But 
check back for that video posted yesterday as we recorded the day of that. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you following along, and uh, thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.